Welcome to the podcast, Dreamy Cappuccino, where stories, musings, and memoirs fill your cup with inspiration. Get your headphones on, find your favorite chair, and close your eyes. It's time to hit the reset button, and for this hot, foamy cloud of caffeine to take you away on a journey into your imagination. It's time to wake up and go to dreamland. The Highly Sensitive Flat There was a flat which was different to other flats, although she looked exactly like all the other one-bedroom flats. She had thin walls, painted in white, and she had been built to be functional, but not necessarily pretty. The flat was diverse because she was highly sensitive. Maybe you ask yourself now, what the heck does that mean? It means the flat could sense more than other flats, which meant that her nervous system would flare up more easily, which meant she was more prone to illnesses caused by bad weather conditions. Unfortunately, the flat was based in Cornwall. Probably it is not the best place for a highly sensitive flat, taking the high humidity into account. Most likely, the highly sensitive flat would have been better off in California, having had a chance for a much happier life. The janitor of the flat, such people are also called owners, was not sensitive at all. On the contrary, he had a streak towards narcissism. He was strong-built, had bald patches and was wearing thick black glasses through which he would stare fiercely. Because he was wearing suits most of the time, people got the impression that he was very sophisticated. But I tell you, you certainly didn't want to get into a fight with him. Being narcissistic meant that he was totally ignorant towards his flat's needs. She tried to communicate with him. Please, please, I want to move to California. Sometimes I ponder the curiosity that us human beings produce something, bring it into being, but are not willing to learn the creation's language. It seems nearly like we forget being the creators and we overlook the fact that our creations have a right to have their independent existence. They have a right to be heard, to be understood. How can it be that we manifest something and then pretend we didn't have anything to do with it? Is it because we don't want to look after our own creation? And it clearly takes too much effort. And what about the people who are the proud maker, the father, who gets lost in his own narcissistic view of the world, in which everything is just a mere reflection of his own very special, unique self? The flat's dad thought she was exactly like him. Anything else he wouldn't and couldn't see. She was robust, weatherproof, and 
could stand her ground. Of course, there wasn't another option, really. The flats or daughter stamp patches on the ceilings, which might have been her tears, didn't suit the dad's or owner's plans. He wouldn't even anticipate the real reason, being that she wasn't happy in Cornwall and rather wanted to move to California. But he found another, much better cause of the problem. It was a very plausible one. If it didn't have to do anything with the flat herself, if she was perfect like he was, then it could be only the tenants of the flat. He had created the flat to earn some money. That's why he rented her out. He, himself and his wife lived in a big house. Who wants to live in a flat when they can have a house? The case was clear it had to be the tenants. It all made sense now. When he had advertised the flat, a young, single, good-looking woman had shown up and he was more than happy to give the flat to her. He adored the young woman and secretly already planned to have an affair with her. All his dreams came abruptly to an end when her new boyfriend, a giant of a man, had moved in with her. He was devastated. When the flat had started to weep, the young, good-looking woman went to the owner or dad and told him about his daughter's misery. He thought to himself, if that child wouldn't have moved in, this would not have happened. And of course, he told her exactly what he thought, because he prided himself with always telling the truth. He wasn't a liar like the others were. He banged the truth, what he made of them, right into people's faces. I believe his big idol must have been Simon Cowell. Who else could it have been? The single good-looking woman, of course, was shocked and stuttered. Why? Why? How, how did you get this idea? What? He stared straight into her confused eyes and said, He has two big lungs and therefore is breathing more, which is too much for the small flat. I'll explain to you so that you can understand. Imagine, you are sitting in a car with too many people. The pains are fogging as a result and let's stay with this metaphor for a moment. The car has in addition been cramped with too many things. Then, of course, the condensation couldn't escape anywhere. See, and this is happening with my flat. That's why you've got the problem with the damp patches on the ceiling. He turned on his heels, leaving a baffled, young, good-looking woman behind him. Effectively, he departed. The young woman asked herself whether she just had dreamt up the whole thing. She pinched her arm to be sure. She was amazed how reality sometimes could appear so surreal. A few days later, a technician appeared to install a device for measuring how much air had been used in each of the rooms. The young, good-looking woman got a letter in which the owner, the flat's dad, explained extensively how much she and her boyfriend were allowed to breathe in the flat 
and that, if the maximum had been reached, an alarm would set off. In addition, all the windows had been sealed, so that they could not be opened again. Now, it clearly wasn't about the flat's well-being anymore, but about being right, conveying the culprit. What else? If the damp patch wouldn't disappear, despite all precautions, or even still would grow, the number of breaths taken in the flat had to be reduced even further. The young good-looking woman and her giant boyfriend tried to eat the air so that they didn't have to breathe out. They talked less and reduced the sex to a minimum. Still, the damp patch kept on growing until they finally had to buy air tanks and diving suits with oxygen masks so that they could breathe without setting off the alarm constantly. Even when it had gotten this far, the owner still wasn't prepared to change his thinking and to ask the one question he really needed to ask himself. What did the flat, his daughter, need to be happy again? The flat kept on crying. The tenants were diving through the flat with their oxygen masks and the dad was boiling with rage because nothing was going according to his will and he couldn't understand why. I don't know what became of the father, the flat and the tenants, but I do know that there are many people out there creating something without taking responsibility for it. When their creation is faulty, they've got nothing to do with it because they are perfect and never ever would make a mistake. That's why there are not only people diving with oxygen masks through their flats, but also people who have to drive their car each day a few meters out of the car park and back in again to keep the car in a good mood. The makers explained to them that the car had faulty electronics because it had been standing too much, being a couple of days. Apparently, this car needs to be moved every single day. The world is full of imperfect creations and their perfect owners, who easily blame it on someone else. I still keep on pondering what sense it makes to create something, to bring something into being, if you don't care to take responsibility for it. Please, enlighten me.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dreamy Cappuccino. The story you just heard can be found in Anya Kirsten's ebook, Inappropriate Colors, 12 Story Delights for the Wacky Mind. All stories are written and narrated by Anya Kirsten, with music composed by Chelsea Edwardson. To learn more about their work and creative opportunities, check out the info on the podcast channel and be sure to subscribe. Lastly, don't hesitate if you have a moment to drop a line and share your experience. See you soon when it's time for another dreamy cappuccino.